Welcome back to Slacks. I'm Davina. I'm Mathilde. And I'm Mallory. And we talk about various topics every week that you want to hear about and we want to talk about. Um, how is everyone doing? Pretty good. Great. You're not great. Mal's lying. Why do you have to do that? I think we just need to address the elephant in the room right now. All right, everyone. So not a I sound a little congested and I just want to explain why. Is this low level tonsillitis again? No, I went to a one year old. Episodes I know. I'd say it's medium level. All right, listen, bitches. She's not well. <laughs> I went to a one year old's birthday party. What were and... you calling? Yeah, go ahead. What were you calling that one year old when you came in here? So there was many of them. <laughs> I don't know which one it was, but basically I got a cold from one of the, one of those little fuckers that was there. I mean, and the reason why I know this mm-hmm. is because I met um, a potential client in at the party, and this guy was like, oh, we should meet up, love to learn more about your business. And I was like, great. Didn't think it would transpire into anything. And then it did, and he came into my office today, and we had a meeting, and, I was, and we went to go hug each other, and he was like, or I said to him, I'm like, don't get too close. I have a cold. He's like, I have the same cold. We got it from that fucking birthday party. Oh, and I was like, what? And we both kind of, you know, I realize and I feel less bad about it. So kids are cesspools of germs. And that's what motherhood's going to be about for us in the next oh, few God. months. Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot about that. Actually, when she goes into nursery, it'll be disgusting. But I think I have then. heard this. I have my other friends with kids are like, as soon as they, well, I think as soon as they're born, the kind of the germ factory bit starts. But then as soon as they go to school, like everybody in my yeah. office gets sick as soon as kids go back to school. And like after half term and shit, like it's a whole like it's a whole big thing. Yeah, it's a thing. And I just am going to have to like drink echinacea every day. I'm well, I'm sorry to hear that you're ill, but Mal <laughs> is also wearing some shit kicking new boots. Mal is wearing some Doc Martens talking about lesbian stereotypes in episode. However long did we do the lesbian stereotypes episode? Season one. Season one. But yeah, so we've got. Matilde, Darina, Mal, and Mal's cold and heavy breathing, so. <laughs> and my new DMs. And your new DMs. Which is my first pair of DMs, by the way. It's, it's all happening. Anyone it's wants to know. It's all happening. How are you doing, Matilde? Yeah, good. Pretty good. I am wrapped up a lot. You do look like you're dressed for the Arctic right now. I mean, it is cold. It is November and more I'm, so. I'm actually sweating right now. We're She's a little bit a full chilly. scarf, hat, jumper. <laughs> You look ready for anything between us. I mean, between Ski the shit kicking boots and <laughs> Matilda's dress for the Arctic, we could pretty much achieve anything right now. Um, Wait, we, I think, need to discuss that you're in all black. I mean, this is standard. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, <laughs> hey, listen, I have Uniform. three major colors I have black, white, and gray. That's true, actually. In my wardrobe. And um, people, every now and again, I've started branching into like some colors. Like, I've I like, wear pink. I, I love a pink. A pale like, pink. What pink did you see me wearing? A pale pink. We went to, was it Mighty Hoopla Festival? Oh my God. A coral. That was a coral that Adidas t shirt. Uh, yeah. Yes, which I love. And you so. do have a t shirt with like a rainbow. A t shirt. <laughs> Uh, like a rain, rainbow colors on it. I yeah, think it's again, your Adidas, Adidas. Your Adidas yeah. one. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. a big Adidas fan. But every now and again, I'll wear a pop of color, like a pink or a coral. Or actually, I have lots of coral in my wardrobe now. And every time I wear something that isn't black, white, and gray, everyone's like, oh my God, like completely loses like, their shit. Loses you think it's shit. mood related? Do you kind of like 
feel a certain way and then decide on that day that you want to wear a collar. Need or... a little pop of colour. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say I put that much thought into it, but generally probably not. I mean, I just like to mix it up every now and again. Do you know, but... I saw this um, acupuncturist uh, a few months ago and he really annoyed me. And I, I went into, I went, so I went to Bath to go and see him because apparently he's like this amazing specialist. And I was like, yeah, why not? I love Bath. <laughs> For everyone out there, Bath literally is one of my favorite places. I love how you say it, Bath. <laughs> I know. Well, Bath. bath. How do you bath. say it? Bath. 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 Yours is better. <laughs> okay. I've just never pronounced it out loud. Three so different many times. pronunciations of. But I don't even remember oh. how I pronounce it now. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. So I get into his little uh, office and I'm dressed in all black. Like I'm wearing a black sure. turtleneck as I am now, black trousers, black shoes. And we go into talking and he's a Chinese medicine guy. And then in the middle of our conversation, he goes, I think it's really interesting that you're wearing all black. And I'm like, why is that? And he's like, because usually people who wear all black tend to have um, deficiencies in their, what is it, like, uh, not iron, but... Some something in their bodies, and I kind of looked at him, and I'm like, "No, man, it's because I live in London, and a lot of people were black, and that's all this is chalked up to. This isn't because, right? I was so annoyed by the whole of Italy just wears black. I (laughs) I mean, you're pretty much wearing all black today too. Yeah, I know. I got a pop of color in like dark gray. Yeah, in my leggings, but apart from that, you are on all black anyway. So I just thought that was interesting, and I don't know if it's true. So any Chinese medicine people out there, if this is Hit a true, yeah, exactly. If you know if that's true or not, I'd love to hear it because I think that, we're that big guy... in that community, actually. What's that? I think we're big in that community. Our podcast <laughs> <laughs> very popular. If you are, then if you are listening from that community, then please do get in touch. Slackspodcast at gmail dot com. Love it. Um, I used to have a therapist who would make a massive deal of um what color my nails were painted. And he would kind of base the whole session a lot of the time on like, oh, right, Matilda, I see that today your nails are painted black. (laughs) Do you want to talk about this? How much were you paying this guy? Too much. Do you still see the same guy? No, absolutely not. Mainly because a few years down the line, he started telling me about his sexual problems with his girlfriend. Um, And basically, we just kind of would spend a few too many sessions talking about like, about his divorce and like his sexual issues and Ooh. this is your therapist yeah. telling you his yeah. problems. Isn't that crossing the line a bit? Big time. Yeah. But I was 19, so I was like, okay, well he's been very kind to me up until now. I guess I can listen to him. He's only fair. <laughs> oh <my laughs> <God>. <laughs> Here's like 50 quid. Oh my um, god. That's yeah. Terrible. So anyway, apart from that, he yeah, he used to make a massive deal of like if if I'd want like apparently a little bit later after like a year or two of therapy. I started wearing more colourful um, nail varnish. I don't think it was related, but whatever. And he um, and he made it. He just thought like that is was because it was it was like the therapy was working, and I completely bought it until like a few years later. I was like, oh, that was that was wild bullshit. <laughs> he sounds borderline creepy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was like, going through a rough time. I think. <laughs> I mean, and all therapists are allowed to, by the way. Oh, all therapists 100% are allowed to. But I once made a therapist cry. Did you? Oh. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit of it. Well, she told me when I came in first that her cat had died that day. Oh. And I mean, I understand that. And then we were talking about something and I can't even remember what it was that I said, but she just like burst into tears at what I was saying. And I, I mean, I can't remember what it was, but I'm sure it wasn't that bad to make like somebody <laughs> else cry. 
But I thought that was a little bit of a boundary. We didn't really see each other after that. I kind of no. got a bit weirded out by it. Bit yeah, creepy. I think that's a big no-no. It's a little bit of a red flag. But just before we started the episode um, here tonight, we've all been talking a little bit about how fucking busy we are at the minute. It's a little bit crazy. Life is moving very, very fast. It's coming up to Christmas and like everybody's got shit on. Mal sick, low level tonsillitis. <laughs> no, it's not low level <laughs> to medium. Low no, to it's just high. all in my nose. We're, you know, you and I are traveling for work, Matilda. You've just I've moved, moved house. Yeah. Mm. And also, I've just had a quick glimpse at my calendar for December and I'm never going to be in in the new house. <laughs> Am I not? I've moved. Yeah. Oh, no. Is I wanted to stalk you. Matilda lives one street away from me now, approximately <laughs> a one and a half minute walk. Which is I'm hilarious. Very excited. Now and then I look outside the window and I just see a curly <laughs> head and I'm like, oh, shit. And then I turn around again and it's not there. But I know it's Mallory hiding behind the bushes. And then you open the door. You're like, wait, come in. <laughs> come it's, back. it's like your own version of a separatist household. But yeah. you live I've one street. I've got the lentil soup ready, <laughs> bubbling on the, on the stove for you. All right, Come I'm ready. Let's do lentils. it. Let's do it. <laughs> it's exactly what you mentioned when you were like, I've been looking at my calendar for December and it's just, do you find that like, because I find that incredibly overwhelming sometimes yeah. when I look at my calendar, I actually try really hard to plan my weeks. So if I look at my calendar and I feel overwhelmed, I have to take something out because just like, even especially like the next couple of weeks are going to be crazy busy. And I know I just need to get to the end of the next like say two weeks and then I actually am taking like a week and a half off work and I can relax I'm gonna pack out the next two weeks but if this was like normal life and it was like I'm out every single night of the week I just couldn't cope like I honestly couldn't you're really good at that actually I've noticed that about you over the past few years you tend to uh take days off randomly like you're the only person I know that actually has staycations I do love a bit of the staycation. Yeah. I do. And I've been I've been at my company for um eight years. Actually, it was eight years yesterday. Oh. So I've accumulated quite a lot of like holiday days, which mm. is which is nice. Yeah. So I get like quite generous um leaves. So if I have a like an event the night before or a night out or I'm coming back from holiday like really late, I will try and take the next day off because I'm lucky enough to be able to have that time I'm like actually next week I've got a massive work event on the Thursday I'm just getting back from a work trip and then I'm taking the Friday off because I'm like I would lose my mind by next Friday otherwise That's because so I'm good. just going to be exhausted That's so good uh, of you super important, Yeah think. it's super important and I think everybody has their own way of looking after themselves like their own kind of self-care um I'm big on self-care I'm actually huge on self-care like the last like <laughs> six months I have been self-caring the shit out of myself um which I think is awesome like do you guys do that what's like your self-care thing um I'd say I'm pretty good at self-care I think my self-care uh, you know <sighs> I'm I'm very much a doer and I feel like I have to be really vigilant of that because my self-care can sometimes drop because I'm so consumed with like always doing things. So on top of my job, obviously, that's really already hectic um, on a day to day. I have lots of responsibilities. And I think um, plus from moving office at the same time mm. and and having a baby and there's all these things that we're, you know, getting the house ready, buying all this shit. There's so much shit that people buy when they have a baby. And, you know, so I feel like I've been really conscious lately that I just need downtime. And yeah. I think um, it's super important, but I very easily can get caught up in it. And I have to remember, like, 
you know, when I was ill two weeks ago, that was very much because I ran myself down. Like I traveled a lot for work. We traveled for pleasure plus work plus all these things. And and my body will say, nope. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You can't do this anymore. You know? Um, So, yeah. So for me, I go up and down and I I do believe that self-care is so important. And I and I am I am getting, I think, better at taking that time that I need. Yeah. Um, But I do like during work, I will take times where I'll just work from home or I'll, you know, or I'll just like stay. I have duvet days, which I think are hugely important. Yeah. Um, I relish a day when I can just be in bed all day, even if it's with my computer working. I still it's just not moving. It's just having that time where, you know, you're kind of cocooned in this like little comfortable universe and you can still you can do your job and you can do everything else. Absolutely. But it's important, I think, exactly as you just mentioned, it's really, really important to recognize the time, like when you feel your body getting to and your mind, most importantly, um, getting to a point where it's like you've got to make some room or something bad's going to happen. You're going to get sick or you're going to, you know, need some super self-care or you're going to get exhausted or something. And it's I think it's really important to be like tuned in to yourself on like a daily basis and like it doesn't you know meditation is great it doesn't have to be meditation but just check in with yourself and just go yeah how am I doing do I need some time here do I need to and I think it's super important as well to and not everybody's able to do this because I definitely um it took me a long time to be able to do this is to start to say no to things yeah Mm. I think that's a big one yeah just be you know what I would love to see you tonight but I can't or just don't even apologize. Don't even explain if you can. And just go, you know what? I just can't do tonight. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, actually, you mentioned uh, canceling things earlier. And I, I do the same thing. Like if it's if, if we have plans like every night of the week or if there's something that's there, it may not be like a social plan, but I'll dip out. I'll just say I can't can't do that another thing I forgot to mention earlier is I think exercise is a huge part of self-care and I'm I'm a really big advocate of at least moving your body in some way so boxing is a huge one for me I I really love it um and also Pilates which I know Matilda likes as well yeah yeah Yeah. what else do you do I I feel like you're a good self-care person um yeah I'm I think for me is necessary I think I almost self-care a bit too much though sometimes there's no such thing (laughs) So growing up, my mum's sort of answer to a lot of things is, oh, let's go treat ourselves. So we'll kind of like go and like go out for dinner or like go and buy something. And so I think there's a risk of like everything can be solved with like a shopping trip or like going to the hairdresser. And I think that's almost too much on the other side because there's actually some stuff that does need to be discussed and and all kind of you know you need to rest instead of kind of always being on the go so I think it's about recognizing what works for you and what is genuine self-care um I do like um to sort of yeah treat myself and do kind of that kind of stuff that's always been there um definitely exercise but also and, and Pilates is my religion which is a bit tragic, but that's how it is. No, it's that's great. How it's been for the last no, year. No, it's so half. good. It's I so good. It. Um, and I found a place that's not too expensive near here. So you know, big up East of Eden. Um, if you wanted to sponsor us, East of Eden, <laughs> then please get in touch. I mean, they're doing Gmail. a massive com. renovation at I, the moment, so I very much doubt they've got do any they? money. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a cafe. Is all. Oh no it's way! I actually recently just had a friend tell me because how we always make these side comments about people sponsoring us. She's like, you need to do it in a more 
sales forward way. Like we actually seri- want it to happen. Like we actually do. want it to happen. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we're kind of doing it for fun, but maybe we should be. Like, how so, do you do that? East of Eden. Our Oi. pitches. East of Eden. <laughs> Give us your fucking money. So there it is. East okay. of Eden, for the record, is a... Um, why are we talking about East of Eden? They need to pay us. East of Eden is a thing in Walthamstow. <laughs> Whatever. Pay us. You can Google you it. Can Pilates. You can Google, Google it. it. No, really, we should go talk to them. Yeah. We we'll tell them that they're in this people. episode. <laughs> like we do love most of your teachers, by the way. <laughs> Only most of, but that's a story for another... Um, Especially one podcast. of them. <laughs> <laughs> All of us have a big crush on. It's fine. I don't um, know who... Hang on, you actually, know, no, we can't. We, we can't. Oh wait, I think I do. Yay. Actually, like, and all of our partners do as well. It's yeah, fine. it's fine. It's everyone's got, it's fine. Everyone's aware of it, and everything's fine. And her class is always full of like smiling ladies. We <laughs> <laughs> need to get involved. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, you really do. I'm not sure it's the right because person. she also teaches yoga too. Anyway, okay, um, let's move on. But this is actually a good thing that we're talking about because it is uh, world mental uh, world mental health day, isn't it? It was World Mental Health Day in October. Oh. Sorry, we're a little but bit But every behind. month should be World Mental Health. I agree. Health. Every month. day should be World every Mental day. Health Day. I agree. So you are big into Pilates and kind of doing things that like make you feel better. But and... also it's a massive into being at home at least two days a week Same. and not doing anything after yeah. work and just relaxing. Yeah. I've That's actually taken super a lot of cues from you on that and, and stuff, actually. Just like you guys have developed this really nice, I feel like, lifestyle of you don't let work rule your life, which I think is really nice. And for me, I don't know if it's a part of my being American, but I feel like the culture is very much ruled around working first and just working a lot. And the work-life balance isn't necessarily something that comes at the forefront of, of American culture. I feel like it is very different between coast to coast, like California, you know, California, yes. there's a lot more of a, a work life balance there. And people tend to say no or not take their jobs as seriously or or just respect their kind of personal time, um, which is great. But I, I feel like I don't work for a company that is from you California. Got <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but it's great because I do believe that, you know, sustainability with work is hugely important. And however you can kind of achieve that, I think is great. Absolutely. And it's 100% incredibly important, however you achieve it. And and unfortunately, not everybody is able to achieve a good work-life balance. But I think you've got to, like, as far as you can, find your own methods of self-care and just protect, like, I mean, mental health is by far, I think, the most important and also slightly terrifying aspect of our society at the minute that it's so underfunded. Mm-hmm. Um, care in um, in mental health it's completely underfunded and and I don't think a lot of people really recognize how important it is to take care of your mental health yeah definitely Mal how do you think your attitude to work will change once you guys have a baby yeah it's a good question I mean my attitude towards work has changed I think organically over the last you know I've been here for 10 years so I think the first Three years of my being here, I was very much like, go, 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 go. Um, and I think in the past uh, two years, it's especially kind of shifted to a more kind of my life is more important than work. You know, like, like I think work is just a means to um, for money and to kind of pay the bills and to live the lifestyle that I want to be living. But it by no means is it the thing that I find to be the most important part of my life. Um, 
I mean, I appreciate having a job and I am grateful for a paycheck, but it's definitely something that um, is at the back burner for me. Um, and I think that when I when we have a baby, it'll be something that is probably even less important. I mean, obviously, I have to pay bills and things like that. But I think um, for me, personal time is far more important and, and my mental health and my physical health and our family. And I think, you know, for me, I'll try to even uh, work from home one day a week. That's something that I allow my staff to do. And I think it's really important. I think flexibility with staff is hugely important. Um, and I think, you know, with my staff, it's something that I've brought to my office. I think we have a really great working culture. If anyone wants to work for me, you can. Um, but <laughs> it's, like it's it, yeah, but literally it's the number one thing people say about my office, um, especially compared to a lot of the other offices within the companies. Um, I just respect people's personal time. And as long as you get your work done, I don't care what you do. You can come in late, you can leave early, um, you can work from home, but just don't fuck it up basically. And, you know, and I, and I believe that. And I think that in our American offices, it's a little bit different. And I think people are pressed to kind of be there for like no reason. And, um, and I just feel like if you want staff to work really hard, you have to kind of give a little bit as well. You know, Do you um, find that people tend to not take the piss if you give them that freedom or well, some people will and some people won't. Some people always will, but, yeah. you know, you have to just nip it in the bud in the beginning. And I'm really um, communicative about that. I think it's really important. Um, but, yeah, I think for the most part I found a really good balance with it. And I think that when it comes to me, um, I'm definitely going to take the same sort of, you know, um, ideas towards, you know, that work-life balance. So, yeah, I'm I am looking forward to it, but it'll be interesting to see what it's like because I haven't I've never been a parent. So and I've never been a parent working. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see where, you know, ask me in like three months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think um, I'm, I'm going to ask both of you guys, actually, is the fact that Christmas is coming, adding stress onto the original crazy schedule? Is that looming over your minds? I mean, it's um, about... Not as much as it has been in, in previous years, actually. And I have actually noticed that this year in general, I'm quite like, I'm extremely busy at the minute, but I know that it will kind of calm down a little bit and it's more like directly work related at the minute. But it hasn't, it it, it, is, it isn't feeling as stressful this year as previous years. There's not, I think possibly because I've gotten more protective of my calendar and like I said, like, I'll look at a given week and if things are looking like way too packed out, I'll move something, I'll cancel something, I'll make sure that I've got um, some time to just like go home straight after work or go to the gym or I'm a big bath taker. I just want to sit in the bath some evenings That's for like nice. an hour and a half. Mm. I'll watch a movie in the you bath. you got a lovely bathtub. Yeah. I've got a really good bathtub. I <laughs> yeah. spent really like, I spent quite a lot of money on my bath because I was just <laughs> like, I just want to get like my my bed and my bath are the two things that I was like, very important things. Um, but I think in previous years as well, I've maybe had a few apprehensions about like um, extended time with family. Um that has gotten a lot, a lot better over the last uh, like number of years. But there definitely was a time where spending a week with family could be something that would be a bit, I'd be, feel a bit apprehensive about it. But as I've gotten older, my relationship with my family has gotten a lot better and a lot stronger and is in a really, really great place, actually. Um, so, yeah, I feel calmer and more chilled now than 
I have, I think, in previous years. But I think there's kind of a bit of a, a mental thing as well about reaching a new year. I'm really looking forward to that this year. Um, it's been a big year in lots of ways. It's been extremely high in loads of ways. It's had definitely had its low points as well. And I think I have that whole kind of um, like mental flag in the sand of like just get to January 1st and just start like a fresh new year. I mean in practical terms it's probably not going to make a difference but I think it's just you know that kind of yeah it's like a mental it's like a mental yeah, flag in the sand yeah. of like kind of ready to say goodbye 2019 it's been it, it's had its great points it's had its really shit points but it's time for a, a fresh year I think mentally it's time for a fresh year I think yeah I agree with you it's been a very tumultuous year for us as well it's like lots of highs and lots of lows um and I'm also looking forward to January 1st. Well, also because we have a baby coming. That's like true. January 7th. Yeah. Well, that's the due date. And I really hope she doesn't Lux come before. Baby. Like, please just stay in through Christmas. Um, but what about you, Mathilde? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I haven't really thought about Christmas at all until the other day. Um, I'm always, for some reason, I've kind of found this job of being the only one um, that organizes the secret Santa for all the cousins and it's been the same for like the <laughs> oh, last 10 years. Mate. And I don't know why no one else can do it. I don't know. I mean, I don't mind doing it, but it's just kind of, you know, one of those things that just sort of starts our way and then just becomes tradition. So it's me and I organize all the secret Santa for all the cousins and there's like 500 of us. So no one's going to buy presents for everyone. So secret Santa has been necessary. Um, but every year there's like new additions, someone's new boyfriend, someone's new girlfriend, someone's not spending Christmas together or some, you know, all of that. So I'm kind of having to like chase a million people, try and get everyone. And then I use this system called Elfster, which yeah. is like a secret Santa. Yeah. I use that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. cute. It works well. But then you have to, it also allows you to like put some like rules. So you can't, you want to make sure that like someone doesn't pick by randomly their own wife or own brother or own sister at secret Santa because they're already getting them a present, so they're not going to get them two presents. So you have to like set all these rules. And this all to say, I haven't been thinking about Christmas until I had to like do this whole thing. With until Elster. you had this. <laughs> now, luckily, it's all done. But now, I'm, yeah. And I had to write an email saying, it's only 50 days until Christmas. Oh, no, don't say that. I Yeah, like less than 50. Oh, man. It actually yeah. seems longer, but it, I know it's shorter, even though it's actually 50 days. But do you know what I mean? It like, was 50 days like a week ago. I think it's, you know. Well, yeah. now I feel stressed. <laughs> I'm it's actually so really nice excited because this is the first Christmas I'm not spending it with family. Not that I, I have a I love my family, but <laughs> but this is the first Christmas. So it'll just be me and Francesco alone. It's going to be really Christmas nice. Be yeah, you. exactly. Wow. So um, there's no buying shitloads of gifts for a ton of other people. No, it's really true. nice. Actually, now that you mentioned it, last Christmas was the first time I spent Christmas away from my family as well. I'm quite looking forward to getting back to them this year, actually. Um, yeah, it was definitely a new experience not being with my family last year. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of ready to get back to them. Um, this year, I hope I'm still saying that by January 1st. I'm like, oh, I had a great Christmas. It was great to see my family. I'm sure it will be. I love them. Sometimes it's good to give it a little break for a year and yeah. then just so that yeah. you really want to. Well, exactly. Totally. That, that's yeah. exactly, exactly um, how I feel, actually. But um, just talking more on like the subject of self-care and mental health and looking after yourself and everything else, I think something I've been reading a little bit more about lately, um, it's such a simple thing, but... The fact that mental health is now becoming more of a conversation with people and it's something I think that people are starting to talk 
a lot more openly about, which I think is amazing and so incredibly important. And I think there's been a lot less, I would say anyway, um, there's been a lot less stigma, I think, in terms of people actually talking about their own mental health. And and I think even like us as a group of friends, being able to like have really open conversations about if we're not feeling good or if we're having an issue that we want to talk about. And I feel like that's something that we've all collectively gotten a lot better yeah, with yeah. over the last like few years. I agree. And I, I also think that um, even within relationships, um, like, like your own personal relationships, like I think it's important that mental health is at the top of the list, you know, because if, you know, people have um, strong circumstances that can happen in any couple, right, that, that kind of like throw you by surprise. Um, you know, I know personally for us this year has been a really tough year going through IVF and just other things. And I think when something knocks you, like it is important to have an outlet that isn't necessarily mm -hmm. just your partner. Um, because I feel like if you put a lot of, and also equally your friends, like, you know, you can't just go to a friend about, you know, you can go to friends. I think friends are hugely important. And I leaned on you guys a lot this year, didn't I? And, and, and a, a, quite a few other friends as well. But also I think it's important to, um, to remember that there are other people out there who are professional who can help you, yeah. you know, deal with things. And I think, um, I think it's really important to bring that into, especially a relationship within your home, like to not put something onto somebody like, or to have expectations that your partner is, you know, a qualified therapist who can like help yeah. you with things. Do you know what I mean? And I also don't think that people should look down upon it. Um, and I, to your point earlier, you were saying that people are discussing mental health in a, much more kind of open way these days, which I think is so great. Um, but it's also really not that big of a deal, you know, yeah. to, to go and um, it's like I was talking to friends about this uh, the over the weekend. Um, you know, it's like you go and get a physical, right? Like yeah. you go and get checked up physically for your body. But no one really ever talked about mental health in the same way. And I think that it's totally. so important, even if you don't have issues, whatever issues are, quote unquote, um, it's great to go and get perspective. Isn't mm -hmm. that what a mental health check is anyway? Yeah, and just to talk to someone, like you said, it's someone who's an expert, um, who can, is not just an expert, but it's also someone who's completely external to your life. Someone who's literally just there paid to listen. And, you know, I just don't understand why it's not something that everyone does. Like, mm -hmm. I've, I used to be quite secretive about doing therapy when I was younger, but, um, I think that's, yeah, that's definitely not the case anymore. Now I'm very open about going to therapy. I go to therapy now. I've gone to therapy in the past. I need it, not for any particular reason beyond, I have learned and I'm learning a language to describe my feelings and to describe what's going on inside my head, which has taken me a long time to learn. And it needs practice like any other language. Sure. You need like weekly practice. Um, and it makes me feel good and not only makes me feel good because I learned to like relate to myself and other people and my relationships so much better, but also because it's at that hour a week where it's just about me and it's this kind of, you know, you just take a moment, you take a breath and you talk about what's going on through your mind is like a meditation and you have that sort of safe space of, someone that um, helps you along and someone who kind of holds you in mind. And 
I don't know. There's mm. just something great about it. And I think there's nothing better than finding like a lovely therapist who really is clued up and professional and can kind of um, really help you with it. Um, so, yeah, I think everyone, everyone should be definitely should be in therapy. You should have it um, and it should be free or cheaper and, and exactly. literally everyone because yeah. so many people never learn from growing up how to talk about their emotions or how or what their emotions are or how to properly talk to people and communicate to people and what's going on in their heads and everything and how to deal with the outside world and so you kind of have to if you don't do that you get to whatever your 20s and you're going to have a lot of trouble unless you put the work in at that time at some point you're gonna have to put the work the work in always because everything always comes back always yeah. it always does mm. um I think that, yeah, it's really nice just to have somebody to kind of bounce things off of. Um, you know, I've been through different points in my life where I felt like I really needed therapy. And my therapist is like, you don't need to be here. And I'm like, but I like it. <laughs> I'm like, I like See, talking I like to you. It. But it also, it's like, when do you have that, like, time to just talk at somebody when you don't sound totally selfish because you're paying them to just listen to you yeah. and all of your fucking shit it's, it's, it's so nice and they have to take it seriously they have to they have to listen to you and then they can tell you back like you're ridiculous and you'll say all right fine great moving on it's pretty sweet and and to your point matilde i think mental health care therapy etc like it just doesn't even get quarter not even quarter i'm not even going to put like quantify it it doesn't get anywhere near enough investment from you know government etc i know that there are therapists available on the nhs i know there's a very long waiting list i know if you have if you're lucky enough to have the means to do so you can get a private therapist a lot of therapists also are means tested um what does that mean it means that depending on your income okay um that some are sliding scale Okay. Uh, so some private therapists will actually offer means testing. That's so depending great. on what your income is. Um, but I think largely, you know, it's it's not even nearly as accessible as it should be. Um, I think everybody should have the, and I, I was about to say, everyone should have the luxury of being able to see a therapist. And unfortunately, I think it is a luxury mm. you yeah. know, that it's not nearly as accessible as it um, should be. And, and completely to your point, Mal, that it's important not to... Um, not to not to always um, lean maybe too heavily on your partner, etc. But I think it's important to be able to have an honest and open dialogue with your partner and with your oh, friends yeah. 100%. On, on your mental health and and yeah. not necessarily um, you know a, a diagnostic expectation from them, but at least just having the ability to be able to talk. I think talking is so underrated. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I mean, <clears throat> in, even in in our relationship, like. You know, um, I think when you're struggling with something and your partner knows about it and you're super open with your partner about it, I mean, mm -hmm. that's like a really beautiful thing. And, and I I do am grateful that we have a very communicative relationship in that way. And I think um, but sometimes like you can harp on something yeah. so for so long or it may not be something that's resolved and it's nothing that somebody else is going to work out for you, even a therapist, you know, yeah. um, but it could be something that having an external person just it's like letting off steam you know or it's like going out for a run yeah you know and you just kind of let your brain you know just be yeah. um yeah 100 well, i think it's really important totally and i mean i think we've actually um me and you mal have had that conversation where 
you've said to me that I can come to you and you can kind of be my sense checker on things sometimes. You're like, just come and ask me yeah. if you need a second opinion on something, just like come and ask me. And like, I will definitely, I think I do do that. Yeah. I will definitely yeah. continue to, um, to do that and just, yeah, just talking and just being open. And, and I think it's interesting that you mentioned as well about, um, you know, uh, being able to have like an open and honest dialogue with your partner um with your friends as well but but absolutely with your partner who's the person that you know ideally you should be able to be no holes bars and kind of just be as open as possible but i think um i think if you are in a i think if you are in a relationship with someone that you feel that you're not necessarily being supported i think that's yeah that's a little bit of a red flag i mean i was in a relationship with somebody before who um who told me very clearly that uh, they thought that the quote unquote proper me was, you know, amazing and beautiful and wonderful and adored me, um, indicating that the improper me was the one who, you know, every now and again would get a bit stressed or a bit anxious or might need to vent about something and and I mean that's that's just not cool she classified you two as like two yeah there was, there was the proper me who was brilliant and the one she was in love with and the improper me was the one who got like anxious every now and again that is oh, weird that's... that's just like I mean that's everybody you just, everyone has many facets to them it would be weird if you were only one way that's exactly what I thought yeah and, um yeah let's just say we were in, in a relationship but also that, like that. what that tells you is that is not safe to be vulnerable exactly yeah. which is ridiculous because a relation a close relationship is all about being vulnerable with each other absolutely totally and vulnerability is like some people do unfortunately see vulnerability as a sign of weakness vulnerability is the greatest strength i think that anyone can ever have what's her like, face that's made millions on this after she did her ted talk what's her name what's her name she's like appeared in films now like cameos blonde hair american woman Oh, uh, she did a TED talk on vulnerability. No, you guys haven't seen it. I don't think I have seen it actually. No, oh yeah, like her whole to. thing is like it's better in life in every facet to make yourself vulnerable because the more you make yourself vulnerable, the more transparent you are with people, the more like you're living a more truthful life by making yourself vulnerable. I have to not friends, seen that TED talk at work. I mean, obviously at work you're not going to be like. Hey, I just had a breakdown. Do you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> I mean, you but there is an element to that that is that is quite a, kind of nice is just showing vulnerability to people. Yeah, I think it's kind of like um, for me anyway, showing vulnerability is kind of like an underused muscle, like a muscle that you didn't really know that you had that you kind of need to like work out and build up. And the more that you use it, the easier that it gets. Does this make sense? Yeah, the yeah. Easier, yeah, yeah, yeah. The easier that it gets, and like. Um, for me personally, showing vulnerability is not something that has ever come particularly easy. But over the last few years, I've really, really, really worked at it. And kind of every time you kind of open the door like a little bit more, you're like, actually, this feels it's like leaving the sunshine in a little bit. It's like, actually, this feels good. Actually, this isn't that hard. It's not that scary. Um, and I think sometimes you can show vulnerability and you won't necessarily get a positive reaction from someone maybe in a relationship or yeah. or along those lines and I think that's something to take note of if you're being you and you're being your authentic self and you're showing vulnerability and vulnerability is such a sign of strength if that isn't necessarily 
going down well with the person that you're with, then I think you need to be aware of that. I think you need to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that tells you a lot about them, not not about you. And also they're not uh, like, I don't think mentally equipped or, or um, you know, well adjusted enough to be kind of. Be, to be with you I mean I think well, just it's any great. other human being right. every every other human being they'll ever encounter will have multiple sides to their yeah exactly and that that to me like I, I find that it's one of the most attractive things in the world when people do work on themselves you know and when you're constantly evolving um, I I always thought that I knew myself so well like literally yeah. I, I was like I have myself figured out you know and um, and I just realized quite heavily, like a ton of bricks that I just don't. And, you know, and I think that, um, but I think it's a great thing and I'm not embarrassed to admit it because I think that there's a lot of things that I think I do have figured out in my life, but there's a lot of things that I don't and that's okay. And I think, you know, um, having gone through and, and working it out with somebody, working it out with my wife and talking things through, I think is one of the most healthiest things in the world, um, and it's okay to kind of admit that things are not always okay and yeah. that you're not always, you know, on top or or whatnot. And actually, there are people that you can lean on who can help you. Yeah. Um, I just feel like a lot of people walk around, you know, um, reserving these things to themselves when in actuality they don't realize that there are a lot of people out there that do want to help you um, outside of either, you know, uh, formal therapy, but, you know, yeah. friends are there and people do care more than you think. Mm. And if they don't, well, then they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Never a true word spoken. No, but I think it's also, it's very easy to assume that you're the only one that's going through shit. And actually, yes. so often, the moment you start talking about it, everyone else seems to also have some issues or some experience of therapy or some experience of antidepressants or... You know, the moment you start talking about it, you just realize that everyone's in the same boat and everyone's kind of struggling with similar things. So it's it's great because the more you talk about it, the more you realize that, you know, you're not special. You want everyone totally kind of going through the same stuff. Every, everybody's just like you, you just never know what somebody else is, is going through at that minute. I mean, unless you talk to them. But yeah, I mean, everybody's got their stuff that they're working on. And I think it's important to like to try and own your stuff as well and just be like, you know what? I've got stuff going on right now. I'm not necessarily okay, but I'm going to try and talk about it. And like, there's, there's never, I think from my own experience, uh, like it's such a good feeling that when you, when you've held something in for so long and you've kind of not been vulnerable about something and you like, you talk to your partner, or you talk to a friend, you're like, you know what, this is how I'm feeling right now. And someone going, that's okay. You know, I've got you. It's cool. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. It's like, been holding this in for so long mm. and now I'm talking about it and it feels good and it's right. like yeah and it's I a think great feeling. I think people tend to think that what is going on with them is so much more much more of a bigger deal than it actually is to yeah. other people you know and like it's holding it in that kind of makes it feel like it's it's like a mountain you know and and it's not to say that your problems or everyone's problems are not a mountain or not do you know what I mean like everyone's problems are important but actually when you vocalize them like you say it's it's just really nice. It's really nice. I think that's a really nice note to leave. Yeah. This episode. Go so to therapy, people. Go to therapy if you can. <laughs> Couples therapy, group therapy. Or talk to your friends, whatever. Therapy. Talk to your friends. Do whatever you need to do to look after yourself. It's a busy time of year. We're all a little bit knackered and stressed. So we're definitely, I'm going home and getting straight in the bath. Because that's how I <gasps> nice. do self-care. I'm going to eat some chocolate. Yes, mate. Maybe I'll <laughs> eat some chocolate in the bath. 
Um, thanks everyone for listening. If you have got two minutes of your time, we would love to ask that you go to iTunes podcast and leave a comment and maybe a rating. It's really important for more people to discover the podcast and we'd really appreciate it. Give us five stars. I mean, five stars. I mean, we would love if it's four. I mean, 4.7 is okay. 4.7 will Nothing we'll lower. Go Just five. <laughs> and also we really, really love hearing from people. It's lovely to see the comments on, um, iTunes podcast we've also been getting some emails which is always lovely to hear we've been getting some Instagram messages if you want to follow us on Instagram we are at Slacks podcast and a special little shout out to Georgie who gave us an email during the week and I think it really boosted us it was a really really lovely email um it's lovely to hear that people are getting something from the podcast and um yeah we want to hear from you guys thanks Georgie hi Georgie thank you bye everyone catch you next time Bye. bye